from Chris Howell Communications. This is Principles for Success, the Chris Howell Podcast. Success is something we all want to attain in the various areas of our lives, but it can be challenging. So in this podcast, Chris aims to have conversations with those who have achieved a level of success and hopes that principles they share will help you to remove the roadblocks and move you to victory, whether it's relationships, business, or any other area of life. Are you ready for success? Here we go. Thank you, Joy, for the introduction, and hello to you. You're listening to episode number nine of our Principles for Success podcast. Whether this is your first time or the ninth, thank you for listening. A new episode is uploaded every Thursday for your enjoyment, and show notes are available for you at our website, chrishowellonline.com. Today's episode is a conversation that I had with Dee Dee McGuire. Dee Dee is the first female to host a number one spot radio show in a top five market. She's been hosting Dee Dee in the Morning on K104 FM in Dallas for about three years now. And we talked with her about the principles for success that she applied to get there. So with that, let's hear more from Dee Dee. Dee Dee, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Dee Dee, let's get into this. What I like to always start out with, mm-hmm. though, because so many times folks see you and what you do, mm-hmm. and they don't get a chance to know who you are. Right. So let's start out by saying exactly who is Dee Dee McGuire? Um, Dee Dee is a, um, a tall, big, loud personality woman who um, is married to a wonderful man who allows her to be her and who is on the radio um, has a love for radio and have been doing it for years and years and years. I'm the youngest of five kids, an army brat, and there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's enough. That's okay, enough. yeah. They get to know a little bit more about yeah, you. Yeah. As we talk about what you do, though, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess many folks who do public work tend to be shy somewhat. Would you say that you're shy? There are times when I am. Okay. And I think a lot of people um, don't recognize that. There are times when you show up and you're you know, at a, um, an event and they're expecting you to be what they hear on the radio. And there are times when you go, let me live up to that. And then there are other times you go, I just, you know what, I just want to come in and be a spectator. I just want to sit back and I just want to watch and I want to enjoy, you know. But there are times when I am shy and most people don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. As we get into what you do a little bit more, let's talk about this. I guess all personalities, of course, have a way of connecting with your audience. I mean, that's why they have a level of success. But you have done it to a whole nother degree. <laughs> so much so, that again, when we talked about putting this show together, we talked to some of our producers and mm-hmm. talked about bringing you on, and everyone's, the first thing out of their mouth was, I love Dee Dee. Wow. It wasn't that I would be a good show or anything. It was, I love Dee Dee. That's nice. Why do you feel folks connect with you in the way that they do? You know, um, and you're going to be shocked at this, Chris, but I am not aware that I'm connecting, and I feel that I'm right. not doing enough, and I feel that I'm not connecting the way that I have in the past. You know, I've been at K104 and hosting this morning show, uh, Didi in the Morning, for the last three years. And I was on a nationally syndicated show for 10, and I felt that I really connected with that audience. And for me now, I'm feeling like it's not the same, and I want that back. And I keep, every day I go in thinking, what can I do differently to get people to know who I am and to understand I'm like their friend, their big sister, or whoever. So I'm, I'm not aware of that, I guess. Um, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's interesting. So let's talk about a little bit more. So what was it that you felt from that nationally syndicated show that made you feel like you had the connection that you don't quite feel now? Um, there, I, I think it was just when I would go into certain markets and have conversations with people and they would say to me, you said this or you did this or you helped me do that mm-hmm. or I love that you stand up for, you know, um, single women, you're a strong woman. And I just felt that I had a lot of feedback and I felt that I was, and they would write me letters and they would, you know, and.
And um, here, not to say that I want that for for ego, because it sounds egotistical, but what I'm saying is that we are in the business of communicating. Right. And in order to be an effective communicator, you do need feedback. feedback absolutely. And so there are times when I just feel like I don't know if I'm quite getting in the way I had before. And like I said, that's my goal. Okay. And I'm sure you'll achieve that as you achieve so many other goals. I'm yeah. sure you'll achieve that as well. I hope. <laughs> Let's talk about talking about how folks give you feedback. And during our research, we came across this thing where many of your listeners talked about the segment that you had, five things you shouldn't know. Mm -hmm. They seem to really miss that. Let's talk a little bit about, let's put a little bit of a twist on that. You talked about being married. Mm -hmm. I believe you've been married now some five years. Five years. Let's talk about five things that Dee Dee have come to know about herself after being married for five years that you didn't know prior to. Um, probably the, the five things I learned being married is I'm learning that I had no patience. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning now to have patience. Yes. Um, I am learning now, I used to think that I was um, this jealous, crazy type of chick, uh -huh. and I'm realizing that when you're in a good, solid relationship, yeah. that that's not necessary. Right. You know, that insecurity is no longer there. And I'm learning that, um, you know, my father passed away when I was young, when I was six years old, mm -hmm. and I'm now learning a little bit more about myself that I needed a man in my life that made me feel comfortable and who was ready to accept me who I, for who I am and yeah. I have that so I've, I've learned and I've learned to accept me I go wow he loves me I have to learn to love me even more I mean like come on you know um, so those are how many is that that's four <laughs> that's four <laughs> so you and one more I got one more that I learned about myself I learned that I can't cook I, cannot cook? I learned that I cannot cook <laughs> I learned that I probably never will be good at cooking. Okay. Yeah. But prior to getting married, did you think you could cook? Yeah, I thought I was doing all right. What were you cooking? Spaghetti? Oh, I cook like spaghetti, hamburgers, hot dogs, chili dogs, corn dogs. And only other thing I can cook really good is seafood gumbo. Okay. So has Chris said that he does not like the things you're cooking? Is that what makes you feel like you can't cook? Or well, what? he says I'm heavy-handed with the um, seasoning. Okay. Because, see, I thought, you know, I want to be one of those cooks. This is what I really want. I want to be one of those people that can go into a kitchen or they taste something, and they'll go in and just grab seasonings, you know, and create okay. something. I want to do like a like an artist. Yes. I want that <laughs> so badly. And I thought I was achieving it until he would sit there and, and eat it, and he was like, okay, you're a little too heavy on the salt or too yeah. heavy on the pepper yeah. But you've come to love it. I mean, it worked for you when yeah. you were single. It worked yeah, for you. it worked for me. But see, I like, I like spicy foods. Okay. He doesn't. Okay, so maybe f put his stuff on the plate first and then put your seasoning on exactly. there. Exactly. Just a suggestion. <laughs> I don't know. Try it. See if it works for you, okay? All right. Now, you've managed to have a great deal of success. Yeah. What level, uh, how do you feel your level of faith has played a role in your success? Um, a lot, and I didn't realize it because okay. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, mm -hmm. My mother made sure that we were Christians, and she taught us. We were all we were Bible based, and she, you know, we celebrated Christian holidays and everything else. But we just didn't go to church. Okay. My grandmother, on the other hand, did, and I think that's why my mother didn't take us and make that be a part of mm -hmm. our life. So, like, you know, this is it. This is how you do it. And I never knew that um, my faith and prayer, because I've always prayed. It's it's yeah. funny. I've always prayed and. Um, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. And I remember going with my, to my grandmother. You know, she ended up moving back to Texas. She was in, in uh, Nevada. Mm -hmm. And I would go and visit her all the time, and we would talk, and she gave me her Bible, and I would say to her, why me, Nana? Why am I? And she said, don't ask why, and this and that. I mean, like, yeah. and I just never knew that it's a big part, and it's bigger now. Yeah. 
it's way bigger now. A lot of people don't know that. Well, I would imagine so. I mean, because you're in an industry that has been pretty much dominated by males. Yep. And now here you are, a female hosting a morning program in Dallas-Fort Worth, top five market. I mean, huge success there. Mm -hmm. So I would think you'd have to be in constant prayer. Um, I am, and I think that what, what really happened is there were a lot of people through my career who had said to me, you're going to host mornings. And I would go, really? And I realized that's somebody speaking that over your life, and they're speaking yeah. positively. Yeah. And I should have accepted that and embraced that. And for me, though, what happened was as the success started coming, and I kept questioning and, under, and trying to figure out why and, mm -hmm. and everything else, somebody once said to me, and they, they said, you better find God before he finds you or he's going to bring you to your knees. Man. Okay? And when they first said it to me, I thought, because you always hear stories, people go into prison or whatever, and they mm -hmm. find God once they're, right. everything has been taken from, you know, the rug has been pulled from under you or something bad has happened. And I remember looking around at my house, and I was single, and I'm, I'm looking at what I had, and I went, I just got on my knees. And I got on my knees because I realized that's what it's about. Yeah. It isn't about where you always have to wait for something to be pulled up from under you. Be, get on your knees to say thank you. Yeah, be grateful. We always want to get on our knees to ask for something. I just wanted to say thank you. And I, I remember my prayer saying to God, I'm on my knees right now just to say thank you. Man. So yeah. it hit me like that. And having that grateful heart has opened up the door oh, for always. so many other opportunities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about a low point in your career. What was that low point in your career, and what steps did you apply to be able to move beyond that particular point? Um, I think the low point was years ago, I was at K104 years ago. Do not look this up, because then you'll say, how old are you? But I was probably in radio maybe a year when I first. And it was, you know, K104 is like the top black radio station in the mm -hmm. country, in Texas. I mean, the people want to work there, and I wanted to work there so badly. And I remember saying I was going to get there by the time I was 25. Okay. I ended up getting there way early. Like, I ended Man. up achieving my goal. I want to say I may have been 21 or 22. Man. And I remember getting that and having fun, and I ended up leaving because there, there was a situation where they were going to hire somebody else. And I remember not knowing what to do, and my mother said, don't give up on your dreams. Never give up on your dreams because you die. She said, what you did was you set a goal for yourself and you hit it early and then you didn't know what else to do. She said, set a new one. Each time you got to continuously set new goals. And so every time I've gone somewhere and I thought it was great, I'm like, well, I got someplace else I need to go. There's something else I need to accomplish. So as much as people see me today um, at K104, I even have higher goals. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Let's dig into that then. What are some of those goals? Can you, well, can you share them? Um, I can share. I'm very cautious of sharing okay. and putting and it out that. into yes. the universe and, and, and putting it out for, for the scrutiny that comes in, the negative. All I can tell you is that this isn't, this isn't it for yeah. me. I mean, there's another step I know and maybe more. Right. And I certainly understand that. I mean, I guess it, because there is that risk of when you put something out there, what happens if I don't achieve it? I mean, same thing with this particular show where you said, well, do we really want to do a show? Because I mean, what if it doesn't succeed? You know what the thought is though? At least you attempted to do something that many other folks sat on the porch thinking about and never even gave a shot at doing Here's the it. thing though. I, I believe it's going to succeed. Yes. It's just a matter of, um, it's the negative energy that you receive from people once yeah. you put it out there, which, you know, some would say it's the devil or whoever, you know. Right. Um, but so I just am kind of quiet with it. Okay. All right. Not a problem. You inspire so many millions <laughs> oh, of people. Oh, let me drink some coffee. <laughs> I need some water on that one. And this big mug, everybody. Some folks have called that thing a soup bowl, but, you know, we like to give you a big mug. You never That's know how nice. much water you may need, you know. But you have the opportunity to inspire, to inspire millions of people every morning, and you do. Mm -hmm. 
I guess the question would be, who inspires you? Um, my mom. Okay. <laughs> um, who inspires me? My mom would be one. Um, I look at some of the other radio personalities who were mm -hmm. before me, and I think they inspire me. Yeah. And truthfully, you know, it's it's our audience, it's the kids, it's the girls, it's the yeah. that inspire you to keep going because yeah. you go, I want to do something with this. I want to be able to do something for some of these young girls and some of these people. So yeah. that inspires you to keep going. And my husband too. He he likes to push me out of bed. There was a time when it was really difficult for me because I was going through so much different things, um, getting to this point mm -hmm. um, at the station and I remember him going get up this is bigger than you get up yeah like he would push me out of bed because I go I'm gonna call in sick today yeah and he would go no <laughs> so is that that driving force because I know it's like to do morning so is that the driving force to get out of the bed every morning because you know that your presence there is helping to impact the life of some young listener whether it's girl or uh, male or female yeah it, it's yeah. it's that it's that and it's the fact that, like you just said, it's very rare that you find a woman in mornings. Mm -hmm. And so I can't give up because there are a lot of women in radio who are also wanting me to succeed. Yeah. Because if I succeed, they will too. Eventually, they'll get the opportunity. And that's why he used to say to me, it's bigger than you. Get up. Yeah. Get up. Because I really did. I was like, I ain't going today. <laughs> it's I'm dealing with some a spouse mess. like that. Yeah. You know? You've yeah. got to have that spouse like that who has your back to say, hey, you know what? It's bigger than you. Give you that, the words of encouragement. Uh, that's huge. Yeah. I choose that you have that. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, how radio has changed since you, oh. since <laughs> when you started. Mm -hmm. I know that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting on you. I want to know how it's changed. Um, the listening habits have changed, definitely. We can talk about that. And that would be the, the way um, our listeners are listening. Back in the day, they had um, maybe five other radio stations to choose from or, mm -hmm. or 10, whatever it is, um, that they had pressed in as their favorites. Today you have Sirius Satellite, you have um, you know, downloads you could do, um, you have apps that you can use, you have social media, you have so many other distractions. Mm -hmm. So our listening habits have changed. That's number one. Yes. The other thing that has changed is our approach ha had to change in order to capture the attention of that person that has so much going on around them. Yes. So I had to change my approach in how I told stories, you know, um, how I related and communicated with people on the air, you know, to the audience. That had to change. And I had to change and not be so much concerned with my voice and how it sounds, yes. but about the words that were coming out of my mouth. Right. Yeah, that became, and, and being concise and consistent and to the point with them. Uh -huh. That changed. And what about the whole authenticity? I mean, because being authentic, I guess, we're in an environment now where folks really want to get to know who yeah. you are. It used to be, you know, I guess you could just maybe put this personality out there, and they never ever had an opportunity to see another side of you. Right. Now with the invent of social media, things of that nature, yep. they know all sides yeah. of you. Yeah. And that was difficult for me because, truthfully, you know, it sounds like I'm telling everything there is to know about me on yeah. the air, but there are certain things that I'm not right. ready or willing to talk about. And so social media allows people to actually get a peek into your life. You're like, well, okay. But so sometimes you want to say, some of this isn't always real either. Yeah. I was cleaning, like I, I put up a picture on social media and I was all dressed to go out mm -hmm. and I'm cleaning the, the bathroom. Yeah. Okay, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> okay. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so some of it is not real, you know, right. so. It's, it's also, again, part of it, I guess, the stations in some way require you to still yeah. be active on social media. Oh, you have to. It's another yeah. way of communicating, like you said. But, again, just like most people don't understand, radio is still a form of entertainment. Yes. 
That's what we, you know, it's Absolutely. a form of entertainment. And so if I'm entertaining on the air, I'm also going to entertain yeah, on my social, social media. media as well. Yeah. Okay. That's and why you, you saw me cleaning the bathroom, dressed up and singing into a toilet bowl cleaning brush. <laughs> But you don't do that too often, though. Not often, no. <laughs> Most of the time when you're dressed up, you are actually going somewhere. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. yeah we don't want them yeah, to think you know. Yeah. Every time you're dressed up, you're not really going anywhere. Chris does take you out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, so what is the most difficult thing you've ever had to overcome? The most difficult thing I ever had to overcome. Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, personal stuff that um, that I, I, I can't talk about. I mean, I hate okay. to say that. Okay. I mean, I hate to say that. No, yes. no. I mean, it, it's, it's they, they were difficult. You know what I mean? Um, things like that. But um, in terms of um, radio, I, I guess for me, nothing is ever too difficult, really, for the most part, outside of just some personal things in my family or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but because I remember being on a radio station and I was the only black girl there, and I remember getting braids, right? And mm -hmm. I remember them telling me, "Well, you have a remote at this really nice conservative um, Catholic." school or something and mm -hmm. the guy said to me you're gonna take your braids out right and so most people would have got mad and said yeah. oh my god it's discrimination but you know what I did I'm gonna just I'm gonna play the game here because I'm trying to get somewhere right now okay. so that was years ago and I got over it was I mad yeah. sure could I have pursued that yes but mm. you pick and what? choose your battle you actually just get I mean that's what we're looking for really when we ask that question we're just looking for something that someone may be faced with and they may not know the steps to get them beyond where they are and really what you just talked about there I think so many women even experience that today in the workplace for different hairstyles or may they or ways they may decide to dress mm -hmm. and sometimes they will quit because rather than change they will quit but to the point that you made you had a goal in mind mm -hmm. and by going ahead and do what you need to do in that situation it allowed you to be sitting where you're sitting today. Do you know, I tell people this all the time, even about, like, for instance, Oprah. I told somebody one day, I said, anybody really pay attention to Oprah's career and her show, her show? Mm -hmm. When Oprah first got her show, you would watch her show and you would see skinheads, KKK mm -hmm. up there. It was doing the same thing that other talk shows were doing, right? right? And some people said, why would she put them on? And it was citing this and that. And one day, what Oprah was really doing was she was capturing the audience, right? She's capturing their trust. She's capturing that they loved her. And then eventually she turned the wheel, mm -hmm. and now she is uh, owns this own, but she's more of the spiritual guru. Mm -hmm. She promotes books. She's this unbelievable. But had she stayed right there didn't understand people didn't understand what she was doing she was just right. building her blocks right and a lot of people told her why are you doing those shows oprah well okay well Man. look where it got her and look what she's now done she's that's the way i feel about steve harvey mm -hmm. steve harvey has done really some incredible things Absolutely. and you talk about turning the wheel and he's gotten the trust of people and and he's doing some great things now with giving back to you know uh the young boys and he and his wife i think they do something with the girls i mean yes. it's Amazing. But it's being able, like you said, to be able to capture that audience, and then once you've got the attention of that audience, it's now being able to transition into something else so they don't keep you locked into this person they, where they met you. Right. And they go with you. And you and end up doing more. And you can end up doing a lot more right. than being mad in that moment, which is all about you. You end up going, you know what, I'm going to let this go because this is bigger. Like my husband said to me, it's bigger than you. Right. When you understand some things are bigger than you, you just let it go. I think that's so important, and I don't want to hang here. But I guess I just want to make the point that so many times young people have the tendency to say, well, I'm going to keep it real. And keeping it real many times may cost you your job or may cost you to maybe not make the goal that you set out mm -hmm. to achieve because you're trying to keep it real, so yeah. to speak. You kept it real. Mm -hmm. You took the braids out. You went and did what you needed to do. And look where you sit today. Yeah. Don't so. get me wrong. I mean, I, I was mad and called my mom and what should I do and should I 
say this and should I do, you know, there was a lot of uh, back and forth and trying to figure out what the best thing was, but um, I, I did what I thought was best at the time. Some may disagree, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> what are some principles or a set of habits that you have put in place or uh, in the course of your career that you put in place to be able to allow you to achieve the success that you have? Um, one of the things would probably be um, work ethic. Yeah. And when I say that, um, there was a time when I was, um, I remember every job I've been on for the most part, I would volunteer to do other stuff. And I remember um, when I went on the nationally syndicated show, I was the co-host and he lost the music director. And I used to be afternoons and music director at a station in Philadelphia. And so I said, I'll do it. And they said, are you sure? Because you're the co-host and you're going to be traveling. I said, no, I know how to do it. I'll do it. So I was the music director on this national sh nationally syndicated show co-host and then I would help book the sky shows almost like what Tom Joyner used to do mm -hmm. live and you'd have guests I'd help book that and do all that yeah. and I was like take every opportunity and learn everything yeah. within that building or in your profession yeah. and so I think that's what probably has has helped I mean when I got offered the job at K104 um, I didn't have a contract on my the other show I was doing so I did two shows for five and a half years yeah. and I did mornings at Dallas and I did afternoons on the national show and I could have left at any time, but I was right. like, no. Why did you stay? I stayed because I loved the guy I work with. Okay. He's like a brother to me. He's, Doug Banks is like one of the best. He was like my mentor. He, I'm able to do mornings today and able to be as good as I am based on him because of him. Because yeah. he really, really was a great teacher. And I just loved working with him. He was funny. And he was great, and it was just unbelievable. It was a great, it was the best job ever. Okay. I like the point you made about uh, really going beyond just your job, because, again, that is something when you talked about, when we talk about young people today, many times it's like, that's not my job, I'm not going to do that. But you want to learn as much as you can mm -hmm. so you can make yourself valuable. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people don't see that. They want to, well, why do they want me to do this? And I don't want to do that. That's not my job, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but it, you'll stay in the game a little longer. Right. And if there's another job that comes up somewhere else, in another city, at another station, at another, what you have the skills now. The skills now. But yeah. we're too busy looking right here in this little small box right now. You yeah. Because, like you said, you had a long range plan. Yeah, you you gotta, knew where you were headed, and you knew that you would need those skills in order to be able to do oh, that. Oh, heck yeah. Man. What's the best advice you've ever received? Gosh, best advice. Be you. Yeah. Just be you. And, and, and you know, just not try to be anybody else. And that's it. Yeah. Be the best you. you you were created to be. Mm -hmm. And oh, well, the other one was, um, if you're afraid of failure, you'll never succeed. Man, I love that one. I do too. I love that one. Isn't because that great? I have always been one of those people mm -hmm. who are like, you know what, I don't want to do it because I don't want to fail. Yeah. But you know what, you'll never succeed until you get over that fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to learn that. Yeah. You know, and in some cases you're still learning Yo, certain yeah. things you set out to do, but until you really get that embedded, you'll never try anything. I agree. Yeah, so I love that. All right. If you weren't doing radio, what would you be doing? Real estate. Why real estate? My mother used to work for a uh, builder, okay. and she would um, help him, and she'd pick out the brick, and she'd pick out the windows, and she'd pick out. So when I was a kid, I would go with her into these houses, and I would go, oh, those are cheap windows, or those are the, and I just love houses and, and, and decorate. I love it. So you could tell the quality of windows and things of that yeah, nature my mother, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, as yeah a because kid. she embedded that in you. Yeah, because she would, you know, she'd tell me, now this house here that we're going in is cheap, and we had to put, you know, we were doing blah, blah, blah. Now this house, and I would go with there and look, and I was like, wow. Okay, so would you be selling, what, what type of properties would you sell in, in terms of real estate? I'm selling the high end. What are you talking about, Chris? <laughs> I want to make the money. That's what, what I wanted you? to hear. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Hello? <laughs>
I'm, I'm going downtown. I'm making. I'm selling million dollar. I'm going to be on million dollar listing on Bravo. What? <laughs> what? All right, so let's do this as we go in for our landing. You do an excellent job on your radio mm. show. You've had the occasion to be in a blockbuster movie. Anything new coming up for you that we should be on the lookout for? Um, fingers crossed I did film a reality, sh uh, a reel, a sizzle reel for a reality show. Okay. Yeah. We'll what see. type of, uh, can you give us a sneak peek of what type of re a reality show Oh, this it's is? a bunch of girls. Okay. <laughs> They generally are, but, yep, but can I, you give us a little bit more? Yeah. Um, it's just a bunch of women who are getting together and um, here in Dallas, successful women who, you know, are kind of navigating their way through okay. all of this. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm keeping my fingers crossed about that. We, we filmed that um, back in April. Okay. So, and, and that takes a long time. They always talk right. about the process is really, really yeah. long for these reality shows. So, okay. there you go. You listed that as a guilty pleasure of yours, watching reality shows oh, as a yes. guilty pleasure of yours what? on your bio there. What do you, uh, why is it listed as a guilty pleasure for you? My husband hates it. Oh my <laughs> God, he comes in the room, he's like, another one? Like, that's all I watch. Like, I, I only, the only scripted show I watch is Empire. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Everything else is <laughs> Everything reality. Everything else is reality. Shows. Everything. I mean, from House Hunters on HGTV to The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The Ladies of London, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Love and Hip Hop LA, Basketball Wise. I'm telling you, I watch all of them. See, as you're listening, I'm trying like, I hadn't heard of that one. Yes. <laughs> so oh, my God. You actually get me caught up on some yes. of my guests because I hadn't even heard of some of those. All right. So, in closing, mm -hmm. to that young person who's viewing today or yeah. listening today, who's thinking, man, I would love to step out and try something, but I don't know if it's going to succeed. I would love to maybe someday sit where Didi is sitting. What words of advice would you have for them? Um, I would probably tell them, first of all, go to college. That's important. Get your education. Please get your education. Um, and I would probably tell them to start from the bottom. A lot of people want to start from the top. Everybody wants to, to have the, the fame and the, the glory and everybody wants and they think that it's like everything because we are, some people say we're in this instant world almost. Yeah. And a lot of people want that instantly. If you want longevity and you want it to last, you got to work. You got to yeah. you got to climb your way up. I mean, I really did. And I started in market like 183 Colleen, Texas and went to San Antonio, to Dallas, to Chicago, to Philly, to like I went all over and, and I worked. Yeah. And it was all a part of your plan. And it was a part of the plan. Yeah, it was. You are now. Oh yeah. All right, Didi in the morning. Thank you so Thanks. much. To learn more about Principles for Success and Chris Howell Communications, visit chrishowellonline.com. Once there, access our media archive and find out about the other ways that Chris Howell Communications can inspire, impact, and inform.